So I figured I'd do something different here uh, and start offering homebuyers strategies for how to approach this real estate market. This is going to be called the Home Buying Strategies in the New Market Series. And I am looking forward to going over today's topic, which is the first in this uh, series of podcast episodes. And it's going to be about buying a smaller home in this new market and the advantages there. Let's do it. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Long Island Housing Podcast. My name's Tom McGivern. I'm a licensed real estate broker associate. I use this podcast as a way to let folks know how our local market's doing. I also cover different topics like how to get a mortgage, how to get ready to sell, uh, real estate trends, and current events. I hope you enjoy it. Feel free to share it with a friend or a family member or a coworker who has questions about real estate. Thanks. All right, so this is a new series. I'm pretty excited about it, actually, uh, where I'm going to be talking to the home buyer out there and giving you strategies for this new market that we're in, right? The, the old market, which was featuring low mortgage rates uh, and more buying power, as I've talked about that in the past, those, those days are pretty much gone for the foreseeable future. We all know rates that, you know, uh, mortgage rates have gone up. They're a lot higher. And that's causing a major pullback for people. And they're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the rates go back down. or I'm going to wait until prices adjust and all this other stuff. Uh, if you haven't already listened to the last podcast, um, please do so. And if you haven't listened to the Long Island Housing Podcast, you need to listen to episode 34 as of today in October uh, 2022. That's, uh, I went over what the changes are. We are in a, you know, right now we're in a very weird market. We're in a low inventory, meaning the low number of homes for sale and low demand because buyers are pulling back. You're out there, you're listening. You're like, Hey, I'm, I don't want to buy a house now because of X, Y, and Z inflation, high rates, you know, and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, you're paying rent uh, or you're living in mom's basement or, you know, your in-laws basement or something like that. And uh, you really prefer to get out there and, and, and make a purchase. That's what this series is about. Home buyer strategies for the new market. So today's topic, and again, please listen to that podcast. Okay. Uh, and always, if you if you if you come across this, you know, episode and it's like December or 2023, and you're listening to uh, this uh, particular podcast about you know, strategies for buying a house, uh, listen to the, the newest update on the housing market, because that's going to tell you everything you need to know, because I think people are out there thinking prices are going to, you know, go down. And while part of me thinks that that's going to happen, uh, because of the low inventory, I don't know how much that's going to happen. And, and that's something I'm going to, I'm waiting to see in the next few months, how prices react, because prices really can't go down that much if the inventory is very low. And there's going to be, there's going to take you, a home buyer, somebody who wants to buy a home, who would rather buy a home right now, condo, a home, whatever it is, it's going to take you new and creative ways to figure this stuff out. And, and let correct, you know, like, listen to this too. Like, you can't overlook the fact that there's going to be lenders out there that are going to be trying. I already know Rocket Mortgage is trying to do stuff. Different lenders are going to be different programs, not just adjustable rate mortgages, but other things that 
the institutions are going to do to cope with this because they want to lend, right? They, and and uh, uh, real estate companies want to sell and there's homeowners out there who want to sell. So we'll figure it out. But that's what this podcast is about. It's about, hey, given what we, we know right now, how can you navigate this market and still make a purchase? So today's topic is about how to do that. And we're going to be talking about buying smaller houses or buying a smaller home as a strategy. Okay. First things first, let's talk about why you want to buy real estate now uh, as opposed to waiting. All right. First things first, it's awesome. Okay. It's awesome to own and reap the benefits of home ownership financially. I've talked about this in previous podcasts and uh, I can't tell you how awesome it is as a real estate agent or myself personally, you know, uh, when I have sold real estate or when I watch someone else do it and they leave the table, the closing table with, you know, a check of $250,000, $300,000, $600,000, all from owning a home. And you, you get the benefits of paying down your mortgage which is a forced savings, the best forced savings out there. It forces you to make your payment. It forces you to pay down that principal. And as you pay down the principal, you also reap the benefits of the financial market moving the value of your home up. Yes, the market can correct like it did in 2008. But fast forward to 2020, before the upswing, people were already had, had made back that money. Look, I, my, I bought a house in 2008. Yeah, you know, in June. And, you know, that house was, you know, I bought it for 335 and in 2020, before the upswing, it was worth 400. And that was after the market had dipped. I bought it for 335 and the, I lost almost uh, 15% in value like everybody else did 2008, 2009. Then the then it went down again 2010, 2011, we lost even more ground. Market lost 35%. But here we are. Fast forward to 2020, and if you hold, which is real estate's a long-term investment, boom, you reap that benefit when you go to sell or refinance or do whatever. So reaping the benefits of homeownership financially is A, number one, best. You don't wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate, you wait. Rents are ridiculously high. That's the second reason. If I'm going to pay $3,500 in a, in a monthly payment for a mortgage, I mean uh, for a rent, when, hey, if I buy a smaller home, maybe a two-bedroom or three-bedroom, something that meets my needs right now, not my forever home, but the home that I need right now, and I hold on to that, um, I can pay my you know a mortgage of $3,500, not a rent of $3,500. Or I don't have to live in mom's house anymore, dad's house anymore. I can have my own place. You'd rather do that, right? It's always better, also, and this is the third reason, it's always better to pay yourself and pay your own mortgage than someone else's. And then lastly, you own it, okay? You aren't subject to the whims of a landlord. You aren't subject to living in an apartment complex where you have somebody above you or next to you or under you who's loud and everything else. You, you have your own home. I can go on and on about the benefits of owning your own house. So this new series is going to feature a different strategy for home buyers. And this first one, buying a smaller home is, is, is I think, a great strategy. And I'm going to go into a series of these too. So the next one might is going to be a different strategy. Uh, but for right now, I think buying a smaller house rather than a you know four-bedroom, two-bath or looking for that three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath or the multiple bathrooms or a basement, a garage, and having everything, a big yard, 
especially for your first home. It's the first point I want to make. Your first home does not need to be, and nor should it be, your forever home. I don't even like that term. Uh, but it's a thing, so I'll go with it. People like to use, oh, my forever home, looking for my forever home. But if you're buying for the first time, keep in mind that there is a very high probability you will sell your first home <laughs> or hold on to it and buy another. Um, that's you know just the way it is. Statistically, that's what people do. So buying a, uh, your first house, make sure, hey, right now it meets my needs. Maybe I'm going to have a family down the road or I'm going to do something like that's fine, but that's down the road right now. You may not have any kids and a two bedroom, one bath home is okay. Second reason, it relieves you of the pressure of having to buy perfect, quote unquote, perfect. You're not looking to buy perfect on your first house. You know, if you strive for perfection, it's a losing strategy. You're going to drive yourself nuts. Listen, this isn't rocket science. It's just like, hey, I would like to own a home. I want to decorate my own home. I want to mow my own lawn. I want to, uh, you know, I want this to be mine. If I'm going to buy a condo, I want, you know, I don't want to mow the lawn. I want somebody else to do it. I could pay a fee for per month and I can own a nice two bedroom, one bath. And if you haven't listened to it a few podcasts ago, I did, uh, or article on my blog, I talked about uh, the home sales expert.com strategies and good strategies buying a condo co-op. Actually, that was probably the first of this series. I wasn't calling it this home buyer strategies for the new market, but I did that. Uh, I wrote that article um, a few weeks ago and uh, it's really good. The, the, the advantages of buying a condo because they're more affordable. But in the last podcast, I talked about how the uh, there's a significant drop in condos for sale. <laughs> so uh, again, these strategies are going to help you uh, over the long term. So you can't get the condo. Now you look at a smaller house. Uh, let's look at the benefits um, of a smaller home in this market. Affordability. Um, when you buy a smaller home, you're talking about less interior square footage. The home will be less expensive. It's simple math. Okay, you you know you're not going to sell. Uh, somebody's not going to sell an 800 square foot, two bedroom, one bath home for the same as a you know th four bedroom, one and a half bath home with a basement, and garage, and everything else in the same neighborhood. It's just not going to happen. Even with upgrades, it's still you know square footage wise, you're you know that square footage of four bedroom, one and a half bath with a garage and a living room, a dining room, basement might say let's just say it's selling at 550. Your two bedroom, one bath with an eating kitchen and a living room with a partial basement and a garage, maybe, uh, is going to be selling for like 400 425 So it's more affordable. Second, you can take on projects in the future to expand the home. I think that's huge right there, especially if you're buying like um, if you buy in your key location. Let's say, because we all buy based on price, style and condition and location. Let's say you're able to buy the two-bedroom, one-bath, or the three-bedroom, one-bath home, smaller square footage. You're using this strategy, and you find it in your key location, like meaning, oh wow, this is this is I grew up here. I will I want to live in this neighborhood, or this is the place that I want to uh, buy a house in. The, if you are fortunate enough to get a house there, and it's a smaller home, you can do the upgrades down the road. You can you know you don't have to sell the house. And you can, you know, add on a second edition or blow it out in the back or something like that. Many times buyers purchase their first uh, home in a location that isn't top priority. 
So use the first house as a stepping stone to make the next move to the to your location by. So now taking again off the pressure of having to make this perfect purchase, you don't have to buy in in your top five neighborhoods. You can buy in in other neighborhoods where you're like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to live in it for seven years or however long. Again, long term strategy, and then I'm going to use this equity as a stepping stone to go to and make my next purchase. Third thing about uh, the benefits of a smaller home, buying a smaller home will uh, have a more affordable payment. And this is huge because you're paying less. So not only is your purchase price lower, it's going to affect, right? It's got that trickle down. You have to put less money down. The closing costs are less. Everything is less. So you have that 7% mortgage rate, whatever it is, but everything is lower. Now your payment is lower. Fourth is the smaller home. Being more affordable, it's going to allow you to navigate the mortgage situation. So that 7% rate right now, rates are today uh, around 7.3%. Uh, again, that's an average. You can, you can get lower if you, you know, there's different ways to, to figure that out and work with a loan officer to do that. If you need a referral, please contact me. I'd love to help you out. I know great people, uh, but a 7% mortgage rate on a lower amount of money borrowed can make your monthly payment more affordable. Listen, that's going to wrap it up. That I, I, I hope I kind of gave you some tools or something to think about in this market where you're like, oh, I just can't afford that house. I can't afford it anymore. Listen, if you, you, if you approach your life where I can't afford, I can't, 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 like whether you think you can or you can't, you're right either way. So why not start thinking that you can? This is a good strategy for, for doing that. My name is Tom McGivern. If you'd like to uh, set up an appointment, please give me a call, 631-831-9048. Check out my uh, blog where I have all my podcasts, thehomesalesexpert.com. Would love to uh, for you to contact me. And uh, check out the Ninja program. If you're thinking about buying, maybe you, you know, you're putting it off. Maybe you're thinking about doing it next year. You can go to deals.longislandtom.com. And uh, I just send out, you know, good deals that I see on the market. And it's just a casual list uh, um, of, you know, listings that I send out once a week, maybe uh, once every two weeks. It's a good way for you to keep on top of the market. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Follow us on a link tree, which is all the links will be in the description of this podcast. And um, I'm on Instagram and, and uh, uh, well, basically Instagram, LinkedIn too, uh, and YouTube. Definitely check out the YouTube channel, uh, the Home Buyer Toolkit. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I will see you on the next one. The next one's going to be probably another breakdown of the market, and then I'll get to another home buyer strategy. Take care.